Sweet Lips, Season 1, Episode 4. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Revolutionary War Rarities, the Sons of the American Revolution podcast. My name is Jim Griffith. And my name is Joe Maple. Jim, did you know that there was a founding father that showed up in Philadelphia for the first Continental Congress in 1774 with a dog? Arguably some of the most important business to be transacted on this continent, and this guy shows up with a dog. What business would a dog have in helping to determine if we ultimately, years later, declared independence or not? Why couldn't he just leave the dog at home? What possible value could this dog lend to the debates of the Continental Congress? This representative was from Virginia, and it turns out that he was quite an athlete for his day. He was six feet, two inches tall. We know just about everything there is to know about this guy. His height, his weight, his demeanor, we basically know his entire life story. His hobbies, his skills, his manners, habits, heck, we even know about his teeth. Yep, we're talking about George Washington. But did you know that he was an avid athlete of his day? According to Mount Vernon's website, George Washington took part in almost every sport of his day, including archery, fox hunting, swimming, wrestling, fishing, hunting, and apparently he was also a pool shark. He was considered one of the best horsemen of his day, and according to Thomas Jefferson, he rode with ease, elegance, and power. But one of the sports which he took part in required an assistant of sorts, a participant that had a long and cold nose, a nose that could smell out the prey of the day and could adequately stalk that prey for a successful hunt. Yep, fox hunting required dogs, skilled, fast dogs that had the ability to stay focused on the prey as the hunt would go through the woods from spot to spot while the fox attempted to escape. The dog needed to understand commands and react accordingly. Well, it turns out that the Marquis de Lafayette helped in George Washington's hunting endeavors after the Revolutionary War by sending seven Normandy hounds. He shipped them across the ocean after the war in 1785, and they were accompanied by a future president who was then only 18 years old. These were large dogs, and they were bred for the terrain of Europe, France to be specific. They were bred to hunt along the hedgerows, which were so prominent in Europe. However, the large size and hunting skills of these dogs were not sufficient to handle the terrain and forests of America. So, what did George Washington do? Well, George Washington decided to breed these Normandy hounds with a smaller version of the hound available to him in America. He needed a larger hound than those that had been previously imported, but something that wasn't as large as those gifted to him by the Marquis de Lafayette. He needed something faster than those gifted to him as well. George Washington would inspect his kennels at the beginning and end of every day. It turns out that Washington was a true dog lover and ultimately owned dogs of today's seven recognized AKC variety groups, sporting, non-sporting, toy, terrier, herding, working, and of course, hounds. So, Jim Maples, it's trivia time. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Can you name the 18-year-old future president that accompanied the hounds from France and was tasked with delivering them to George Washington? Well, that would have been John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams spent much of his youth in Europe, 
where he accompanied his father, John Adams, while John Adams served as a diplomat, and this occurred during one of his trips home. That's correct. Okay, Jim Maples, if you're so smart, can you tell me the name of the breed of foxhound that was a result of the crossbreeding by George Washington? Yes, sir, I can. George Washington was not only the father of the United States, but he was also the father of the Virginia or American foxhound. That is the name George Washington gave to the breed that mixed the English foxhound previously available to him in America for hunting and the Normandy or French foxhound, which was given to him by the Marquis de Lafayette. Good answer, good answer. Okay, so what? who was it that brought their dog to the First Continental Congress in Philadelphia in 1774? Well, I'm sure you've guessed it by now. It was George Washington. And the specific dog that he brought was one of his favorite foxhounds, a female that he named Sweet Lips. As a matter of fact, Elizabeth Willing Powell, who is the wife of the Philadelphia mayor, saw George Washington walking down the road, and she would write, His movements and gestures are graceful, his walk majestic, and he was walking with a tall, exceedingly graceful dog of the hound type. Yes, that was Sweet Lips. This meeting of George Washington and Elizabeth Willing Powell resulted in an introduction to the Philadelphia mayor named Samuel Powell. In addition, it ended up with the mayor introducing George Washington to many of the local power brokers who ultimately supported George Washington's appointment to head the Continental Army. So you're telling me that without Sweet Lips and the attention that she drew to George Washington, it might have turned out that George Washington would have never commanded the troops during the American Revolution? That's exactly what I'm saying. Now, one can never be sure what else could have happened to still make him the commander, but Sweet Lips absolutely had an impact. So who did George Washington hunt with? Well, he hunted with the mayor of Philadelphia, who ultimately would take him hunting in New Jersey. And the year before, he had actually hunted with Lord Dunsmore in 1773, which was a year before the Continental Congress. It's it's amazing. Who ultimately became a very specific enemy of George Washington he used to hunt with. Uh, yes, George Washington earlier hunted with Lord Dunsmore, the fourth Earl of Dunmore, the governor of the province of Virginia and New York, the man who attempted to dissolve the Virginia House of Burgesses, as well as deny colonials access to guns, powder, and shot the man that freed any enslaved man who would fight with the British crown and ultimately pushed the colonial troops to do the same thing. And so it goes. Harry Truman was once quoted as saying, if you want a friend in Washington, get a dog. Well, it turns out that is exactly what George Washington did, but he understood that well before Washington, D.C. even existed. And it wasn't a single dog. There were many, but his favorite was Sweet Lips. And apparently because of the beauty and stature of Sweet Lips, Many relationships were formed that ultimately gave the significant responsibility of the founding of this great nation over to George Washington. So thank you, Sweet Lips, for your influence. Thank you, George Washington, for founding this great nation as well as the American Foxhound. I'm Jim Griffiths. And I'm Jim Maples, and we thank you for joining us today. And please be sure to join us for the next episode of the Revolutionary War Rarities podcast. 
been a production of the National Society Sons of the American Revolution, www.sar.org.